You're listening to Terrific Con presents the Power Cosmic Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to everything you love. That's comic books, TV, movies, collectibles, and more. Brought to you by Mitchell A.S. Halleck, the producer of Terrific Con, the world's greatest comic con every summer at the Mohegan Sun in Uncasville, Connecticut. Join Mitch and his special guest, Jerry Ordway, and his pals all across the comic fandom as they talk about the things you love. Now, sit back, get ready, and listen to today's episode of the Power Cosmic Podcast. Hello, boys and girls. It's your old pal, the terrific con producer extraordinaire, Mitchell A.S. Halley, coming at you this time with a special Power Cosmic Podcast, numbers 179, kind of like an old Marvel 2-in-1, because in this special episode, you'll hear two reports of returning to the old times, the real world, the time before COVID. I went to my very first Comic-Con all year last Saturday, and you're going to hear my report on what it was like to be back in the land of conventions, comic conventions, connections, I guess they can call them, whatever. I will talk to you about what it was like to be there and what we did and what we saw, plus, if that wasn't enough... They also open movie theaters here in the fine state of Connecticut. So Jerry Ordway, artist and writer extraordinaire, and I were back in the aisle seats watching said movie in the IMAX theater. We went to see The New Mutants, and you'll hear our 10-minute report on the show and what we thought it was like going back to the movie. So that's it on this special new episode of the Power Cosmic Podcast. I hope you enjoy hearing my melodious tones because that's all there is. All right, so take it away, Mitchie. Hello, comic book fans. It's your old pal, Mitch Hill, A.S. Halleck, Anthony Stephen Halleck, MASH is my initials, coming at you here on the Power Cosmic Podcast, episode 179. I have just come back. I'm on the road, actually, as we speak. I was just at the little, big, big, little Comic-Con, the only Comic-Con I have been able to go to since about February, since the whole quarantine, lockdown, COVID, coronavirus, epidemic, pandemic thing that we're all afraid of started. And you know what? It was pretty good. As I sit here in the car and I drive back and I got another hour and a half or so, I was like bored out of my mind. I said, you know what? Why don't I record an episode of the podcast and I'll sit there and I'll talk to myself, which I normally do in my head anyway. But through the miracle of modern technology, I will let the noise and the thoughts in my head come on out. So you, dear listener of this said Power Cosmic Podcast, episode 178 or 9 or something like that, could hear what I think about. Now, I picked up some Marvel magazines that I didn't even know existed. I knew there was Marvel magazines, but I got some books that I never saw, or maybe I did see at the time as a kid and The price tag was just too much, but there was a dealer there that had four, six, seven, five boxes, I don't know, of Marvel magazines. Everything was marked $5 each, 
And when you consider that most comic books now practically cost $5, even though they're in black and white, these were a bargain at any price. Well, the price was $5. So I sat there and I said, I'm going to read these books. I have like Marvel Bizarre Adventures with Thor, which I didn't even know existed, and Marvel Super Spotlight Magazine number 10 with the Mighty Thor. I picked up some Mad Magazines. I picked up some Rampaging Hulk. A whole pile of stuff. All for $5 each. And the man was very nice and threw in a couple savings. And I didn't pay as much as I thought I would. But it was so damn cool because there was that musky, mildewy comic book smell that disrupted from the box and filled my sinus passages. And that's kind of why I'm stuffy right now because... There's that stench, there's that smell, there's that musky odor that brings you back automatically to the attics, to the grandma's cedar chest or wherever the hell it is that always has that same comic book smell. They could package that up, they could sell it as an aftershave or a cologne, and all the geeks in this world would know instantly what it is. There was a Stan Lee cologne a couple years ago and I wonder if that's what it smelled like or it could have smelled like a 90 year old man I don't know I don't never have the opportunity to smell the Stanley cologne and when I have met Stanley a couple times I really wasn't you know sniffing him that much so anyway there I was looking at these magazines and instantly I was transported back to my childhood days 91 Fairfax Street, West Haven, Connecticut, 05616. That was my zip code. I also remember my childhood phone number, 203-934-3569. I don't know who has that number anymore, but that was my number. That was our house number. And all I know is I'm looking at this comic book. I'm looking through the ads in the back. And you see these ads for back issues that you could send away for. This guy, he has a warehouse, and he's selling giant size X-Men, number one, for 70 bucks. He's selling the first appearance of the Silver Surfer, issue 47, Fantastic Four, for like 40 bucks, 30 bucks. And you go, oh my God, because I know that's what I thought when I was a kid at the time, when I would see the, who in their right mind would spend 30 or 40 dollars on a comic book? Can you imagine that? And now, here I am, the ever-loving, pulse-pounding, power-making producer of the world's greatest Comic-Con that we call Terrificon that happens every summer at the Mohegan Sun in Uncasville, Connecticut. And I have people from around the world coming to my show to buy comic books for a lot more than $30, $40, I saw Captain America, issue 13. Graded CGC 7.5. I said, How much is that? The fellow said to me, Well, it's going for 12, but I'll give it to you for 11. And I think he means $1,200, right? No, he meant $12,000. Now, I've never bought any book in my life more than maybe a couple hundred bucks. That's about it. I could not imagine what it would feel like to buy a book that costs eleven or $12,000. Though I know there are people that do it, and God bless them all. 
But when I was a kid on 95 Fairfax Street, I said 95, originally it was 91, but we did move. We moved when I was a little kid to the house next door. It was a big move, and I will tell you, it was that move in 1978 that cost me a great deal of strife and anguish that I would be paying for for years to come because that move from 91 to 95 Fairfax Street where we moved from our house to my grandmother's house next door we moved into her second floor is when my dad said, you know, you got too much junk here, you got to get rid of some of it. And in that move in 1978, the summer of 78, is when I threw away my 12-inch G.I. Joes. I threw away all my Richie Rich Hot Stuff Casper comic books, Harvey comics, because those were kid books. I didn't need those anymore. I was going to be 11 years old, 12 years old. That was baby books. I don't need those comics. I threw away my Mego books, my Mego toys, my greatest, world's greatest action heroes, whatever they were called. I threw those things out because those were baby things. Those were things that grown men didn't play with or grown boys. What in the hell was I thinking? Because I would then begin a quest for the rest of my life where I would go out and save and go to shows and flea markets and tag sales and garage sales and every other kind of sale there is, a soupy sale, and I would try to find those dear objects that I threw away as a child and recapture that, thinking that maybe this is my original toy that was thrown into that garbage pail in 1978, now reclaimed in my adulthood. I don't think it is my real thing, but I often think when I go to buy something that I had as a kid that somehow, somewhere, some trick of magic, that that might be my original toy, comic book, or whatever it is. But I digress. The talk today was about the joy and love of the comic convention. Let me tell you something. The second I walked into that little sports arena today, yes, it might not have been as massive as the Mohegan Sun Expo Center. Yes, it might not have had 20,000 people there. Yes, it might not have had celebrities and artists from all across the globe, stars of silver screen TV, movies, big screen, radio dramas, animation. It might not have had any of that stuff. But boy, oh boy, was I instantaneously transported back into the world of conventions. I saw my friends there. I walked by the artist alley. I saw the dealers. I saw the fellow fans buying comic books. I saw people coming up, not giving me the high five. We were kind of doing the elbow 10, I guess you call it, because of the COVID. We didn't want to spread any disease. We had our masks on, but we all recognized each other. And if we could give each other some phantom hugs, we were doing it because we all missed each other. Our family, our brothers, our sisters, our fellow freaks, our cousins, our uncles, our aunts, our weird grandfathers, our weird cousins that live in the basement that we don't talk about. They were all there today at this comic book convention and I loved every second of it. I loved seeing them, the eyes lit up. We all had that same connection that said, boy, I missed you. I was hoping you were okay. I'm glad to see you. I'm glad everything's all right. Even people that I couldn't stand 
I was happy to see today. Who would have thunk it? Not me, not I, back in February, when we saw this snowstorm of sickness headed our way, and we thought it'd all be over in two weeks, like it would be a spring thaw and it would melt out, and we'd just put some, you know, ice melt on the driveway, and we'd go about our day like a snowstorm blizzard. No! Did we think it was going to be May, June, July, August, and here we are knocking on the door September? Did we think we'd still be in this situation? I didn't, but yet here we are. So, it was a glorious day to have that feeling. It was really awesome. I enjoyed seeing everybody there. I wish I saw more of my friends there, but again, this was a small show. It wasn't a massive convention. And we all talked about when we'd see each other again, and there's really nothing on the calendar. There's no no new upcoming shows, you know? But, eh, I don't know, man. As I sit here in this car and I'm driving back and there's no one to talk to, because before we would all get in the car and we'd have like 20 or 30, you know, minutes of this bullshitting about what comics we bought. That's not happening. My friend Steve did get a ASM, Amazing Spider-Man 39, that he needed to fill a hole in his collection. My friend Billy went crazy and bought a pile of books in the, you know, dollar book section, you know, two for a dollar. I got a couple tales of suspense of Captain America that I needed. Got a good deal on it from my friend Bob Stevenson. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, this, this three-hour drive back to my home would be a little bit more fun-filled if we had some friends in the car talking about our comic book finds but no it didn't happen but it was still great to get out there once again and like I told so many people that have this doom and gloom and this fatal opinion fatalist I guess you want to call them that think things won't come back again I'm like no you are simply wrong capital W-R-O-N-G wrong all right? I mean, I don't want to sound like a Hallmark card to tell you that there's a, a sunny day behind every cloudy one. You know? You don't want to say, hey, Mr. Sunshine, Mr. Blue Sky, where you been hiding? But let me just tell you something, kiddies. We're a lot better today than we were back in March and April. And I got to believe, that's my hopeless optimism coming through, then three more months, we're going to be better than we are right now. We're going to have less disease. We're going to have less sickness. We're going to have better understanding of what's happening. And then three months after that, we might be one step closer to the old times. You know the old times, the movies, the concerts, the conventions, the pushing around, the bumper-to-bumper -bumper traffic of human beings everywhere. It's all going to come back. You'll see. You just got to have hope. That's all. I see too many people kind of wallowing in all this despair, and I kind of think they get off on it. It's kind of like that scene from Weird Science where they say, Hey, Chet, why, do you, why are you such a dick? He goes, Because I get off on it. So many people are just like, Yo, it's all over. The world's ending. The end is near. You know, all that nonsense and stuff. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, kid, there's been a lot of other worse things in this world, and they always seem to go away because if they didn't, we wouldn't be here spending our, you know, disposable income and wasting our hours of endless time. If this thing has shown us anything, 
It's shown us we have a lot of free time on our hands because we've been using it to sit at home and make uh, sourdough bread and organize our garages and all that and cut our lawns and all that. So if anything comes out of this, it'll be the feeling that you do have a lot of time and that you need to use it more constructively. And when you do get to see these people that you haven't seen in a while, I bet you're going to treat them with a little bit more respect. I bet you're going to be a little nicer to them. I bet you're going to say, hello, nice to see you again. Because I missed you. That's what I hope. But what do I know? I read a lot of comic books. So that's the one thing to take that commonality, commonality, whatever I'm trying to say, the, the group that we have, the community, our brothers in arms and friendship and comic book collecting, the nerd population is alive and well, and it's just been on vacation. So that's all I got to say. I'm going to go back and listen to the radio or do something else for the next hour and 20 minutes as I drive back home. I hope you all are staying safe. I hope you're all being, you know, healthy and washing your hands and putting your masks on and doing whatever we can do to get this damn disease off the face of the earth and make sure it doesn't spread and go back into its cave wherever it came from and, you know, just leave us alone. So we can go back squabbling about dumb things like who's better, Marvel or DC. It'll happen. You'll see. I need to get my Marvel movies back, too. I need to get my movies back. I need to sit in a theater with my Raisinets, my lemonade, watch those damn Marvel Cinematic Universe explode in front of my eyes. Watch my comic books go up in value from the speculator market need all that alright this has been your old uncle Mitch Terrificon Mitch in the car thinking of comic book conventions sharing my thoughts with you as I drive back and headed into a rainstorm goodbye thanks Mitch for that really deep meaningful conversation with yourself now Speaking of meaningful, get back, get ready. This is it. We're going into the movies. Or actually, we're coming out of the movies. This was from last night when Jerry Ordway and I saw the brand new film. Actually, it's about three years, I think two years old. The New Mutants finally released to theaters near you. Go see it. But just, you know, take your precautions. But, you know, go to the movies. All right, here's our review. All right, we just came out of the movie. It's 8 o'clock. We just saw The New Mutants. Jerry and I are talking about it. First movie back in seven months. Saw an IMAX. That, let's start off with the theater. The theater was clean as a whistle. Yeah. And they had safety signs everywhere. You know, sit away from people, wear your mask. All the concessions were closed. All the closed. concessions were closed. They no, they did popcorn. have one open for popcorn, popcorn and soda. They had nothing else. Yeah, yeah, like the restaurants. <laughs> Ooh, the lightning's hitting. The, right, uh, the restaurant's gone. The bar's still closed. The uh, They used to have all kind of food. They used to have, like, yeah. Nathan's Hot Dogs. Yeah, you know, yeah. they did Tenet. They did Top Gun. You want to go out that yeah. way. And uh, there was one other movie that I was like, oh, I don't think I'm going to go see that. Oh, no, no, no. I did want to go see it. It was the uh, the Kingsman movie. Yeah, yeah, Kingsman. Which is coming out September like 8th or yeah. something. I'm like, that's only in two weeks. Yeah, and that was supposed to be out. What, in March. March. Yeah. 
I'm wondering how much of a backlog do they have of movies sitting oh, on the shelves? They, got, they probably got a bunch. They're like, some stuff does get is going to get released on streaming, no doubt. They've already released some stuff like that uh, movie with um, uh, Bill and Ted. No, it was the one with the the pickle the the thing with. The, oh wait, the, that that was with Seth Rogen was yeah, supposed to be in the theaters. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I saw it on HBO Max, and I was like, oh, okay. But I saw the Bill and Ted thing was a weird experiment. It's coming out on video on demand. Oh, and I almost missed that stop. I would have been the first one to know. Very dark. But uh, so we'll that's on video on demand and in theaters at the same time. Bill yeah. and Ted three. Yeah. But Which I'm like, makes sense. It gives people a, a, an, option, an but option. But here's the thing: the the main. Is there power out somewhere? It just seems awful dark yeah, across the street. Dark. But bef- yeah. besides all the other stuff. Okay. Yeah. Sadly, misspelled Bob McLeod's name. I know the one thing when we caught the credits because I always like to see who they give thanks to. They give thanks to Chris Claremont, Bill Sienkiewicz, and Bob McLeod. They spell it M A C L E O D as opposed to M C L E O D. So it's kind of unfortunate. It was. We knew we knew who he was. I knew who he was. To Bob. Wow, that lightning's really hitting. Because that was the first thing I caught with my eye. I'm like, yeah, yeah. that's not his name. I was wondering where that wasn't that Rain character from a later later. Uh, no, she was in the first issues. Was she? Yeah, because I remember the graphic novel by Claremont McLeod. It had uh, Cannonball, Sunspot, yeah. Danny, uh, Rain, and yeah, that was they were chasing her down. They thought she was possessed by the devil. That okay. was her story. And Ileana wasn't in it. And well, I was she's like, from the she's, magic thing. Magic she's magic. Yeah, and he yeah. Had that miniseries. Yeah, that's uh, that was someone else. Drawing. Colossus's daughter, guy's like sister. But wasn't that like when Sylvester or somebody was drawn? Yep. When, or somebody else drew that. And I was like, wasn't Lockheed? That was Kitty Pride's yeah. pet. I'm like, yeah. that's not her pet. What are no, we doing? That's here? fine. I mean, it was, you know, kind of a yeah. nice use of it. They ruined it, though, in a trailer last week, though. They showed us the CGI, the little dragon, because Bill Sienkiewicz says, you know, I hate when they ruin stuff. He goes, I've known about this since the movie got made, yeah, yeah. and I didn't want to tell anybody. Wow. But somebody one. posted the uh, the graphic of the little dragon on her shoulder. Oh, I just ruined it for people now. <laughs> I hate when people ruin things. Spoiler yeah. alert. Yeah, so anyway, the the dragon's in the movie. Don't spend your $12. And Miss Alex says it's all done. But if you read the comic book issues, uh, I believe it's issue 26 to 29 by Bill Sienkiewicz and Chris Claremont. It was called, like, I The, read that stuff the Bear. So long ago. I, I found it in my boxes when I was moving yeah. stuff, but it was basically the same story except they weren't locked in a mental institution which is you know what's so funny I look at the mental institution up near us the abandoned yeah. one yeah I kept thinking of dude, that too dude the staircase with the cages yeah. on it that yeah. blue doors where they had the girl in the yeah, infirmary yeah. that's all they could have filmed that right up the street that empty one because I see that I in the windows how many there were Oh, I know, but it was kind of creepy. <laughs> you know? I know, it was kind of creepy. Was the like, staircase with the cages yeah, on it, that yeah. blue doors where they had the girl in the yeah, infirmary, yeah. that's all. They could have filmed that right up the street, that empty one, because I see that I in the windows. how many there were. Oh, I know, but it was kind of creepy. <laughs> you know? I know, it was kind of creepy. I was like, wow, that is just could, how it looks. I think I could have had you uh, committed. You know, I know. I, back I tell days. you. <laughs> just say, yeah, he's acting a little weird. Were you getting... I, I was know, getting, I'm not crazy. See, he's crazy. I was getting claustrophobic. Oh, my God. How to, <laughs> When they put those girls in the uh, yeah, isolation. Yeah. I know, it was kind of creepy. I was like, wow, that is just could, how it looks. I think I could have had you uh, committed. You know, I know. I, back I tell days. you. <laughs> just say, yeah, he's acting a little weird. Were you getting... I, I was know, getting, I'm not crazy. See, he's crazy. I was getting claustrophobic. Oh, my God. How to, <laughs> When they put those girls in the uh, yeah, isolation. Yeah. 
You know how freaky that was? I was just sitting there thinking about like being in that room with the door locked, yeah. and then they hear the the the, well, the bolt the, going back. That your childhood. That was my childhood <laughs> memories, right? There. That and the Catholic Church with the confessional. <laughs> so am I going to the? Yeah, you're gonna go straight to the left. So I should get at that lane. Yeah. yeah, that'll take you to the center of um, Milford. But no, honestly, we, I see so you see them all too. We see so many uh, superhero movies. Yeah. I think yeah, you want to get over there because well, this one. I thought it was too soon. This is like no, 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 yeah, no. But I'm saying I see a lot. I see them all. Okay. And this one was a good one. It was different than all the other ones because yeah. I think one they didn't have a huge budget, yeah. so you didn't have a lot of spandex and special well, effects. Again, though, they went for the, they went whatever, subtle. Whatever they did with reshoots, they probably spent it on special effects, which is yeah. good. Yeah. Um, but we shouldn't give away too much because no, I, mean, I won't it, give it was, away. Uh, it was definitely. It was more contained. It was yes. a little less of a end of the world story. Oh yeah, good. yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? You don't always have to be on the yeah. edge of destroying the entire galaxy. Yeah. It's like it's a quiet story, and it has some spooky elements too for oh, PG thirteen. I was like, ooh, this is going a little over the top. Wasn't excessively violent. No. Had some character developments in it that I just kind of. You know what? It wasn't any more scary than Shazam. Remember those? Shazam had some deadly, out of control. <laughs> the seven yeah, deadly was, sins. I was like, is this a kids' yeah, movie? And they're throwing creepy, the thing at the window. Creepy things in there. It worked yeah. pretty well. I thought the, you know the. Shazam had a little bit more humor though. This yeah. didn't have oh, no, any no, humor. Right. This and was then, not a, a yuck fest. I thought. Uh, you know the characters were well done. They all were distinctive enough at least. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Though I don't remember that uh, Sunspot being a coward. Kind of. In this movie, he was like, I get it though. He was afraid to use his powers, but I don't know. So that that's that was Sunspot. That was Sunspot. Okay. Was Cannonball. I thought they could we get one shot of him actually doing stuff because it was just more of a well, bouncing he, around. Yeah, he, just, like, he would just propel towards something. Yeah, like but in the books, he actually could fly. Yeah, that, you know. Well, this they is did, their early, this is before. The, the magic girl was done well. Yeah. That's her costume, and then they did the portals and all that. Yeah. Though I can't remember the Danny Moonstar character because it's where she had like a big spirit thing too. I don't know. It's been a long time since it's got to be thirty-five well, years. You, actually, to plug comic stores, it's left. There was uh, they used the or reprinted I think the the first one graphic novel that oh McLeod, one of those true believers. No, the McLeod thing. Yeah. And the uh, Claremont. Yeah. So I'm turning here. Yeah, but go lose the arrow. Um, where do I turn that? You're going to go... Right here? Yeah. This is Cherry Street. I just couldn't see what was the True Believers thing. It looked like... The, did they do it in two parts? Did you look at it? Oh, like no, that story? one that's out is um, Man Kills uh, God... No, God that's Loves the, Man Kills... That's, wasn't that the... No, that's uh, nothing to do with this. That, that wasn't the original nope. graphic novel? No, that's an X-Men book. Oh, oh, That's okay. an X-Men book that they use for the basis of X-Men 2. Oh, because, see, I was thinking there no. was a tie-in, and now it's stupid It had Bill Sienkiewicz covers. No, no, but now it's stupid that they, they didn't, didn't do it. No, I was thinking, I was like, what did you see? Because I didn't see that at the yeah, stores. Yeah, yeah, no, I was thinking that because the McCloud, um, it was one of Marvel's graphic novel yeah. program with the full color yep. and all that. Yep, it was. And uh, I wondered whether they could reprint it because those contracts were different back then. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Because I was wondering why they well, didn't they take Well, they had, like, first copy royalties. Take a right. You know, I mean, they were they were done differently. So speaking of yeah, speaking of royalties, I finally found out how they do syndication royalties because the guy that played Igor on Mash. Well, they they reduce each time they. Show oh, I know, it. but I didn't realize when the network reran it, yeah. you got paid again. Yeah. I never knew that. He said, "Say you got a hundred grand for an episode, yeah. 
And when they re-ran it that spring, because they used to do fall and spring, re, you know, reruns, you'd get another check right. for the same amount of money. Then once they made the syndication, depending on the package deal they did, you would get a less and less and less and less. He goes, I've gotten checks for 18 cents right. well, because it's gone yeah. too no, I know over the it, limit. It, yeah. The longer, the more times that it, it diminishes. That's why the guys who were in shows in the 60s, yeah, they, you know, they might have, oh, I want to go straight. Yeah, you want to go straight. The guys in the 60s weren't making anything by the time it was the 80s. That's why I'm, I'm sure Adam West and then wow. the, the, you know, something would be rediscovered. Yeah. And then they would uh, see where that arrow is. You're just gonna, get the fame from it, but they would get no money. You're gonna have to go around this whole right. thing just to park at the SBC. Oh, cool. Let's go. Maybe she knows we're coming. <laughs> Look, dude, just for you. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Mitch. Hello. Hello, what? Jerry. How did you know my name? I am psychic, you know. Hello, Ten dollars. Well, do you know I'm not gonna pay you? Well, no. Is this just the stops? Yeah. Oh. I'm always f leery of those psychics. Wait, now what am I doing? Now you're gonna. Oh, they're open primary school. Oh, they're going. That was, a lot of them, man. Uh, this blue red light. Breaking the law, breaking the law. Yeah, there's Colin. No, like I said, I don't know. If this was normal time, if this back in the old times, I still don't I know think if this, it would have been I, th I think it would have made maybe about, I don't want to say anything, maybe about would, $40 million. It would have probably, well, it definitely would have done better yeah. than the Dark Phoenix. Oh, that thing was like a afterthought. Yeah, that no, was, this was supposed to open up, I think, was it March? Dark Phoenix. No, I know, but then it was supposed to open again this year. It, it was got originally back. early in the year. It was one of those February things. I think it was April. Yeah, it was early, and then it got pushed to, like, October. And then no, you know what? It was April, because we were talking about all the superhero movies coming yeah. out. It was This was April. May was going to be Black, uh, Black Widow. June was going to be Wonder Woman. And then... Oh, uh, no, I was thinking originally we were talking Oh, the original, yeah, they had yeah. two years ago, man. So, no. Uh, it was a good movie. It was enjoyable. I'm glad I saw it on the big screen instead of just watching on TV. Because on TV, I don't think it has the same impact. I do think Tenet will be interesting on the... Uh, that trailer I, I saw for Tenet today was new. I never saw all those scenes. I'm like, giving the whole movie away, aren't we? But hey, if Tom Cruise can go this to see it, this here? is it, yeah. Right here? Yep. And there you have it, boys and girls, another jam-packed episode of the Power Cosmic Podcast brought to you by the fine folks at Terrificon. Oh, who the hell am I kidding? It's just me. There's no folks. Just me. Anyway, you know what? This show has been going on for almost 180 episodes after this. It'll be uh, 180 will be the next one. If you've got any thoughts or ideas or suggestions about what you want to hear Jerry and I talk about or you know, topics, comics, artwork, questions, you know, it doesn't hurt to ask. So you could go to our Facebook page or just go to my Mitch Halleck Facebook page, everybody else does, and just send me a message and say, hey, thanks for doing the Power Cosmic Podcast. I really like it. I have nothing else to do with my life, and hearing you two guys drone on makes me feel not as big of a loser as I really am. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, if you have any thoughts or ideas... Uh, just send them on down to me, the King of the Nerds, Mitchell A.S. Halleck, and I will be glad to do that. That wraps it up. Uh, see you next time. All right? Here. Goodbye. This has been a production of Big Fedora Marketing, LLC. The folks that bring you the terrific Comic-Con, GamerCon, and so much more. Thanks for listening.